You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive Scottish football content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Football Show Extra. I'm Scott Pike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. I'm delighted to welcome this week's special guest. A very busy man this week. He's got a, he's had a lot of media appearances but he's always got time for us. It's a pleasure to welcome John Chapel United co-manager Adam Hopes. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for coming on. I know you're a busy man. Sorry Scott, can you repeat that? You get broke up there. I'll just start the intro there, all right? Again, right. Hi, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Scottish Football Show Extra. I'm Scott Pike. It's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. I'm greatly appreciated to be joined by the Drumchap United co-manager Adam Hopes. Adam, I know you're a very busy man, and thank you for giving up your time this week. No problem, mate. How are we? Good, mate. Yourself? I not bad, mate. I know you're a you're a very busy man. I've seen. I think I've seen you in every newspaper, every media platform. You've been a busy man, but no wonder that's the some occasion coming up this weekend. No, it definitely is, Scott. It's surreal stuff. You know that. When you set your stall at the start of the season, you you kind of think to yourself, a couple of decent wee draws, and we'll maybe get into round two, a push round three. And then I'm speaking to you, hoping to get into round five. Uh, had the opportunity of getting. Been in the draw, sorry, with um, all the Premiership teams, so uh, it's been crazy, but it's a uh, it's a good time for the club. And obviously, as well, like because you, you the way you've had to get into the Scottish Cup, obviously winning the Strathclyde Cup last year, it must give you the motivation to like try and get the SFA license, and this this be a a regular occurrence every year, surely. Aye, well, listen, the 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 objective has always been to get our uh, our, our SFA license, but. It doesn't matter how hard we try. There just always seems to be some sort of obstacle if, if it's Glasgow life or the city. I don't, I don't really know what it is. That see, to be honest with you, see what the the rubbish. I'm going to say I'm going to use the word rubbish. I've been hit with, uh, with why things aren't happening because I've actually got as a sponsor. Uh, it put in two terrace stands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a company I'm friendly with, Ashton Building Systems, and uh, he's he's on me all the time. Adam, when can we get these in place? When can I get the scat tests and all that kind of stuff done to see what's under the tarmac and that uh, Colin Boyd was up seeing us at pre-season when we played the bus mm-hmm. and Colin's like wow Hopey what a difference with the dugout since spectator barrier or the privacy netting round the fence and he's like you get terracing for up to 100 spectators and you're ready to go for your licence mm-hmm. and we're still waiting not being able to apply so I, I really don't know where we're at in that front but what I do know is Hopefully, by season 24 25, uh, Drumchapel United will be a licensed club, and we've got this occasion, hopefully, to look forward to for the rest of the, the club's days, basically. Adam, obviously, Saturday's going to be a big occasion. Uh, weather permitting, obviously, there is a lot of snow forecast over there, and we've seen, obviously, a lot of games been called off during the week. But uh, what's it kind of like? Are we, are you got high hopes for the game being on? Uh, well, at this present moment, I, I don't really know. Um, I would probably have to say it's in major doubt. Um, but again, that, that comes down to what's going on at Elgin. I can't control anything that goes on there. But uh, 
what I do know is, is I knew the forecast was going to be quite heavy, frosty and snow at Elgin, and I'm obviously led to believe they've got a pitch cover, uh, and that hasn't been used. So it's a wee bit disappointing, because if you're preparing for a game in the last 32 of the Scottish, you would think, obviously, if I was a groundsman, mm-hmm. I'd be covering the pitch to protect it, so that it's got every chance of being on. Because the disappointing thing for us, us is, Scott, we potentially could be in Glasgow with perfect weather for a game of football, uh, and the weather's the same in Elgin. So the weather's to be really good on Saturday. So I think if both clubs were to agree to leave it to a pitch inspection on Saturday, it would maybe have a, a teeny, teeny wee chance. But just with everything that's at risk of ourselves, obviously, because fans, it's not as if it's an hour down the road, you're yeah. four hours up north. So it's unfortunate the game will probably get a decision made on it tomorrow. Um, but we'll just need to wait and see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, you've obviously got obviously got some players in the team as well that have had that had experience of playing in that big occasion. How how are they can how's the team could I prepare for it? Uh, uh, listen, Scott, I've these buzzing, so uh, I don't know if people want to think this is all cliche, right? But we actually haven't changed anything mm. about what, how we approach a game uh, or our training, or we have not changed a single thing because obviously the way we implement it, and get it across to the boys, as we need to win every week. So this is just basically another game. Obviously, we are playing FC Edinburgh in the last round. Uh, we managed to get a cinema room and we obviously done a wee bit of video and analysis on them, gave them respect that they deserve. They're a League One club who are flying in League mm-hmm. One. Uh, and obviously Elgin, they're uh, top three in League Two. Done the same with them on Tuesday night. We've done a bit of video on them in the cinema room. So that that's the only adjustments that we've made to how we prepare for the game. And the only reason we've done that is because they're obviously a League club. Uh, them being League One and League Two, we want to obviously pre- uh, approach it in a professional manner, uh, so that if if it's not to be, then at least we can say as coaches we've done we've done everything the way it should be done, and we'll just fell short. We did have a few games during the uh, midweek. We'll start on Wednesday. A dominating performance from Hearts, a five 0 victory over Aberdeen. Adam, we'll start with Hearts first of all. Very clinical. A lot of really good performances there. They're making uh, third their own. I well, I think uh, Robin Nielsen's done a fantastic job there. I really do. I think Hearts are uh, well. They're certainly def- they're definitely one of the better teams in the league. Um, but I watched Jim Goodwin's interview after the game, and he's obviously said six chances, five goals. I mean, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Being a manager for another team's getting six chances and scoring five goals against you. I never seen the game obviously, but. Jim Goodwin's uh, he's a gaffer I quite like. He's, he seems to be right to the point and uh, quite honest. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, Aberdeen can be quite ruthless with their gaffers, and I don't know how that's going to sit um, with Aberdeen, especially when they've got so much ambition of Aberdeen and the girls to where they want to be and stuff like that. So uh, that's a that was that's a tough one for Aberdeen to take last night. It's a struggle for Aberdeen though because you you look at Sunday against Rangers and they were. In the game, they were. You know I mean, they were making it tough for Rangers. They were they had a great chance of qualifying for the final. But then, it is is that like defensive tiring because they were so open at the back at times. It was unbelievable. I know they had obviously the the goalkeeper missing and the uh, Anthony Stewart was suspended. But well, how does that change in the space? Like, you you give yourself a real opportunity of getting to a cup final, and then three days later, you're so far off it. I don't know. I think see see big cup games. I think they can obviously have an effect in teams. I've experienced it as a manager when you go into a big game 
and then you go back to your bread and butter and obviously it doesn't quite work out for you and you, you maybe end up on the wrong side of a game of football. But um, I think they just, uh, they've obviously got a big game in uh, Monday night against Arvo and if Jim's in the dugout, he, he has to win it. He has to win it, and uh, uh, Darvel or the Darvel, no pressure on them whatsoever. No, no one's expecting Darvel to win. No one, but I know that I was on a podcast with Mick, and obviously he believes in the group of the players that Darvel believe. And see, the thing is, it can happen. It doesn't matter how it, it can happen. And I always use, I'll never forget uh, Roy Keane's debut for Celtic, mm-hmm. and they put they played Clyde yeah. at Broadwood, and Clyde beat them two one. And the beauty of that story is, see that squad that uh, Graham Roberts assembled for Clyde, that was all through open trials. Mm-hmm. That was like guys feel like junior, there was a couple of amateur, because I remember I, knew, I played with a couple of guys and they were playing a pre-season friendly against Rio Ferdinand and Man U. Yeah. And I'm like, how's that happened? <laughs> and then that season they went and beat Celtic 2-1 in Roy Keane's debut. So uh, certainly, certainly Darvel will fancy it, especially at, at Darvel and how are Aberdeen going to react after a sole one? Looking at Hearts, so obviously their goals kind of spread out across the team as well. When they're, they're getting players back, Shanklin's been in terrific form. How impressed have you been with Hearts the past few weeks? I have. I've been very impressed with Hearts. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Barry McKay's been exceptional for them. Uh, he's, he's just he's very aggressive going forward. He's chipping in with goals, he's assisting goals. Uh, and obviously, as you said, Shanklin's, uh, he's probably... The, the biggest signing for them in regards to the turn. They're getting some return out of him. And he's the captain now as well, isn't he? That Gordon's out. Yeah. Uh, they're getting a great return out of him. So, no, Hearts are doing fine. I, I, and I think they've basically, as you said, the start, they've made third their own, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Big occasion I, for them on uh, Sunday as well that we'll touch on later on. But we'll go to Rugby Park for the next game. Uh, I, I think there's a lot. We could pack through a lot in this game because I think a lot of things uh, they talked about here. Command at two, Rangers three. Rangers weathered an early storm. Uh, get back into the game. A double from Morelos and a goal from Ryan Kent. Command though, I think they gave a good account of themselves. Obviously, the red card for Danny Armstrong, I think, kind of killed their chances off. But they didn't, they didn't give up. They were bold. McKinnis played two up front. Rangers first. Obviously, it's, it continues this good run that Michael Beale's been on since taking over. There were good points, I think, going forward. Morelos and Kent were pretty good. I thought Sakala had a good game as well. The big thing, the big notice for Rangers though was at the back, particularly at cross balls because they were all over the place in the first wee while. Aye, they were. I mean, see, I'm going to touch on Kilmarnock, but the, the last uh, three games they've played, they've been beat 2-0 Celtic, 2-0 Celtic, and then obviously 3-2 Rangers. That, uh, yeah, they've got to get a lot of credit for that. Oh, I mean, definitely. going back to back, going back to back against Celtic, right? I mean, the, the speed that Ange has got uh, Celtic playing, it's, it's crazy at times. And sometimes if I ever watch Celtic, you're thinking how they could basically make this game whatever they want. And then obviously with Rangers, Rangers are going through that period. Obviously, Bill's trying to put his mark in things. The only good thing I would say about Bill going into Rangers is obviously the boy, majority of the squad know Bill. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've got people ranting and raving about Bill worldwide, about how good a coach and stuff like that he is. And now he's became a gaffer. Uh, so... Kilmarnock need to get a bit of credit for that and hopefully start building and start picking up points and getting up the table because I certainly think I've seen them in the last couple of games they certainly deserve to be higher up in the league table and what the, the position would tell you. 
Yeah, I mean, with Kilmarnock, you're, you're not going to get your season doesn't revolve around playing against Reds and Celtic, but the next two That's games, I, I think the next two games are huge because they play Ross County and the United in the next two games. Win both of them, that could be huge. Oh, brilliant. That'd be brilliant for Kilmarnock. Honestly, that's what they'll be looking for. And I think Derek McInnes and the, the, the players need to take confidence with their performances against Rangers and Celtic because at the end of the day, it's a free hit. Yeah, definitely. What about Rangers, though? Like Obviously, the goalkeeper situation is becoming... Well, it's, it's been a problem for a while. I'm sure we can both agree on that. But McLaughlin and McGregor is rotating them. That gives me the suggestion that he's not overly sure what one he wants to go with. Do you know what I, I mean? don't know. I thought I, I thought I thought Bill came out and basically said that uh, McGregor was his number one, but he was obviously giving him a wee bit of a rest and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and rotating him a wee bit with McLaughlin. But I don't know. I, I think uh, Rangers have always had a good goalie, a good number one. Yeah. Uh, for any time I've uh, been about, so I, I think it's maybe about time to start introducing the boy McCrory uh, into the fold because all, all I hear is people talking good about him. Um, I actually don't follow uh, Rangers probably the way I might be used to, obviously, because of the position I'm in now with Drumchapel. But mm-hmm. uh, I've only heard good things about Robbie McCrory. So, in my opinion, it's a matter of getting him in and uh, getting him into the side and seeing what he's all about. And hopefully he can claim the number one jersey moving forward. What about, obviously, the, the news today that they're close to signing Todd Cantwell? Uh, there's a couple of talks about deals for uh, Morgan Whitaker and Nicholas Raskin. They're... Recruitment has to be spot on this window and then in uh, the summer. Todd Cantwell seems to fit the bill. He's, he's a bit of a creative player, obviously. There's a big risk in terms of like the way that he, a couple of years ago this guy was getting touted for £40 million and now Rangers are getting him for buttons compared to that. Do you know what I mean? So there is a risk. Do you think that that is what Rangers need? Like obviously, when you look at Rangers, the big difference I've said between Celtic and Rangers over the past season has been the squad depth Rangers bench last last night was really really devoid of real really? if if the game if they didn't obviously fight back and what Bill's been prone to do in the past few weeks where's your spark coming for the bench? No you're you're, you're so right there's the, the recruitment needs to be it needs to be right uh, because Rangers and Celtic the demand for the fans and everything they, you just need to win uh, and that's something that Rangers have let herself down in my opinion has has been the recruitment, it's been poor. There's only a small handful of people here and there that have came in that have uh, been been worth uh coming to the club. Um but obviously with Cantwell, he's obviously one that I, I think people should be excited about just for the sole reason being the things I've heard about from Norwich and that. Yeah. He's obviously he's meant to be different class, the boy, but he just doesn't want to be at Norwich. Don't know for what reason, I don't know why, but apparently he's not wanting to be there. And uh He's obviously wanting to move, and it's obviously looking likely that it is going to be Rangers. So, uh, I think that could be a good piece of business for Rangers. Maybe get Bill might get the best out and get his career up and running again, and then do the usual couple of years down south again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the big thing with this is that Bill knows him. Bill was talking about him a couple of weeks ago that he, he saw him when he was at uh, Liverpool under twenty threes. I think he played against him, and he was he's followed him ever since. Like it seems a bit more that Bill, like the manager, has a bit of a is more of a say in like, bringing the players in. I think he's been yep. vocal about bringing in uh, the boy Packer yep. from Swansea. Mm-hmm. I think there seems to be a bit... I, I do think this is a big kind of make-or-break window for Rangers. And, but I do... I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing in terms of their... It seems to be a bit more like there's a dialogue between the manager and the director of football, who I've been very critical of in the past few months. 
there seems to be a bit more of a the manager is a bit more of an input and again I mean Bale, Bale's done everything right so far like he's come in do you know what I mean they're, they're showing yep. these signs of getting back into games they're, they're more alert in the second half they just the one thing Rangers need to do is stop this get into a game earlier because aye, it's, it's, that's going to bite you in the backside I see the thing I've got it's obviously a shame for a Rangers point of view that Celtic just turned the letting slip yeah, and I said, I said this obviously probably months ago. I I said that I believe Celtic will win the league, and my reasons for saying that is because where do I see Celtic losing three games? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't see them losing three games, and I see Rangers winning every game for, for when I said it to the end of the season, but not at the time. Maybe different under Bill, who knows? But um, I just think that in terms of the the league, Rangers are going to be doing extremely well to catch uh, Celtic in any way, shape or form. Yeah, speaking of Celtic, obviously the Celtic played on Wednesday night as well, a 4-0 victory over St Marin. Again, just a, a couple of tactical tweaks about, obviously it moved Juranovic to uh, left back, Johnson came into right back and there was a lot more wads. The boy Kobayashi I thought was really good at the centre of defence in his debut and I thought Kyogo in particular, some of his two goals, uh, his movement, his his IQ, just to get in the right positions is just brilliant. I seen his, I seen his. Uh, I don't know if it was his first or second goal, but I was like, nah, that's no right. The lob, he's yeah, that was a first six goal. yards, six yards out at the angle. The pass the is first right. class as well. Aye, the, the, aye, for Hattie. Yeah, I seen that, but see the finish. Obviously, I was a striker, and I'm thinking, right, how can he get that up and have it coming down with snow on it and in the net? Mm-hmm. That was that was some finish with Kyogo. I think that's the thing as well with Kyogo. Like he's so quick. He, like his decision making, he's he's a yard quicker. He's he's got everything off it. Like at times, just his movement and the way he can get in front of a defender. So he's, he's just so alert. I obviously, think he's a, I, don't, I think he's a top I, player. I, I, I don't I don't obviously watch a lot of Celtic, right? But I hear people saying. The, uh, the, is it Jackie Marcus or yeah. something? The guy that who's met be a four million bid for someone he's or something. Very likely to be leaving, yeah. Aye, right. Well, everybody's obviously saying. Well, I'm hearing people saying that he's the best striker at uh, Parkhead, and I'm like, well, what about uh, any time I've seen Celtic, Kyogo sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes, it's quiet games, but what footballer has quite uh, every footballer has quiet games sometimes. Everybody's not going to be bang at it all the time, but certainly I think any time I've seen uh, Kyogo. He looks a league above MDLs that's playing in that front line for Celtic. Yeah, I think I've said this before. Like he's he's sort of got everything that. Like I think Jack and Marcus, like he's he's very good inside the penalty box. Like he's a old fashioned striker. Like he's a he'll, he'll finish anything. Like if you you need a goal with ten minutes to go, you're you're putting on Jack and Marcus probably before anybody. And Celtic yeah. will need to replace that because I think. It depends with Kyogo. You've got a bit of everything he can do. He can do the flair bit. He can he can finish a terrific finisher, but he's got so much in his game. And with Jack and Marcus, he's not just it's it's not just that as well. He's a big option like to bring off the bench and things like that. And Celtic have been so good at recruitment in the past eighteen months. Aye, I he think he doesn't want to be there. Aye, Postecoglou obviously came in and see. I don't know. Listen. You only can take what you read and what you hear people talking about, right? So, obviously, after he says the reason Brendan Rodgers left Celtic was because he was he was wanting to sign players, but he wasn't allowed to sign them. And obviously, Peter Lawwell was maybe signing players and stuff like that. And then, obviously, you hear when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was at Rangers, uh, that's Ross Wilson making the signings. 
and you're like, obviously the money at that level of football is like completely different now to this world. But I don't know how I'd feel about being a manager of a football team mm-hmm. and have someone tell me who they're signing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I can understand why Brendan Rodgers left. And maybe in the manner that he did, I know obviously Celtic fans didn't like it, but people need to take the 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 Celtic goggles off and maybe realise that there was a, a, a reason why Brendan Rodgers maybe left the way he did. Because if he's on the, at Peter Lawwell's door wanting this guy, that guy, and the next guy, and he's basically getting told no, then where, where did, how Brendan Rodgers done a, a quadruple treble? So where, where, did, where did he go after that? If yeah. you're not allowed to bring the players in that you want, and then... Well, Giovanni, I don't, I don't really have an excuse for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to be honest with you, because apart from him taking the club to Seville, and obviously well done winning the Scottish Cup, but uh, the same goes there. Like, what's the point in being a manager if you've got someone signing players for you? Yeah, and that's uh, why, that's why and, I've been. I and obviously I think Postecoglou has went in, and he's obviously had to work with different staff, not his own staff, and he's just went to the board and went, "Well, look, if this is going to happen here, then I need you to trust me." And vice versa, I think obviously Bill maybe have a better relationship with Ross Wilson uh, than what Giovanni maybe had, as horrible as it may sound. And he's obviously, Bill's probably said to Ross Wilson, listen, if I'm going to be in here, then you're going to need to sign the players that I want you to sign. You won't be signing the players that you want to sign. So there's tons of things in there that you could look at. But uh, I certainly think um, the way... Celtic Rangers are certainly moving forward now in regards to signings. It seems like the managers are making them, and it's obviously it's uh, shown for Ange Postecoglou anyhow. But it remains to be seen how it goes for Bill. I think the thing with Celtic as well as we with Postecoglou, like when he's bringing players in, they seem to be for the system he's implementing, and I don't think you can Aye. say the same about Rangers. I I wondered, and I wonder in the summer where does Rabi Matondo, for example, fit into Rangers system? Do you know what it I mean? Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy can't even get on the bench, and no disrespect, he's a high earner, mm-hmm. and he's he's probably I don't know if he's even played twenty minutes under Bill in eight games, so that would tell you that it's the end of the road for him. And then touching on what you said, I mean, I just post the call goes signing guy. Like, remember when he first came to Celtic, they were getting hamstring injuries left, right, and centre. Yeah, for being a former player, obviously that would insinuate the intensity levels that he's got them up in Lennox Town mm-hmm. doing it training. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, yeah. and and when Celtic are bang at it, you can see his philosophy, you can see exactly how the guy wants his teams to play. And I think he's got that bit of aura about him that see if the, the, the players aren't going to buy into it, then well, there's only one place for them. And mm-hmm. and I think that's been a big, I think that's been the main success for Ange Postecoglou, the way he's got his uh, team playing and buying into his philosophy of play. Yeah. Uh, Warden St Mirren, obviously, I think like, obviously a 4-0 score line will be hard to take, but <laughs> They can be so they can be so happy with their start with their, their season so far, and they did give a good account of themselves. And again, it's like Kilmarnock; they're not going to be judging in performances against Celtic. But again, it's they've they've been they've been really good so far this season. I have. It's a team I'd certainly say has punched above their weight mm-hmm. so far. Um, and credit to them because it's obviously difficult with when you've got Aberdeen, uh, Hearts, and Hibs all trying to push for that third place. And obviously, listen, I'm not going to forget Lovey. I mean, well, that's incredible what's happening at Lovey yeah. this season. Um, I think they actually sitting fourth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're sitting fourth and they'll probably, well, I'd imagine they'll have a game in hand after the games last night, uh, their game last night being postponed. Mm-hmm. So, ever David Martindale's doing in there, it's obviously working. And again, they're probably one of the sides with maybe uh, one of the lesser budgets in the league. 
and uh, they seem to be definitely punching above their weight just as well as Mum. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get your thoughts and obviously the Livingston and the United game been postponed because obviously throughout the day we were being told that there's a possibility this game will have to go through another inspection. It passed a three o'clock inspection. An hour before the game, the game was postponed because of the frozen pitch. Now, I, I'm not, I've never worked in a, a groundsman. I'm not an outdoors person. I don't understand how, but I'm not a big, I don't like groundsmen do a terrific job and things like that, but how does that happen? How does it pass a three o'clock inspection and then an hour before when probably everybody that's going to the game has made their way to the gate, made their, their journey and things like that? How does that become how did the cancel how's that fair on the fans and the players and everybody involved for the game to be called off an hour before? I don't know. Obviously, I've seen pictures. I've not read into it, right? Believe it or not, I'm, I'm not anti-football, right? But I'm more interested in what's going on here mm. than obviously all the other stuff. But I've seen a picture of uh, officials trying to dig a key into the Astrograss. So the only thing that I could... Astro's obviously quite a simple one. I mean, yeah. it's either too, too hard and slippy to play or it's fine or there's snow on it. Yeah. Uh, I can only think that I, don't, I honestly don't know if they, if they get sprinklers on. If they put sprinklers on, is the sprinklers the water for the sprinklers frozen with the temperatures dropping so low last night? Or mm. I, there's so many things that you would think. Again, this is me going back to what I was touching on in Elgin. If you're in any doubt of a game being on due to the weather, cover your pitch. Yes. See, Astro Turf, right? You can cover that no problem. Cover it. The frost will not affect it. And it's not to say that the game would maybe need to get abandoned or whatever because of how low the temperatures are during the game, but at least give the, the game a chance of being on. Mm-hmm. But if you cover the pitch, the game's on, it's the Astro Turf. We did have a couple of West of Scotland games to talk about. Uh, first couple of games in the Premier Division, Clydebank 4, Atherley 0 and Troon 0, Beef Juniors 1. Two big results, obviously the a lot of games were called off last night, but those two games were big results, particularly for Clyde and Beef. Aye, um, I think I think it was only a matter of time before Clyde, Clydebank have been a wee bit each each pitchy start, haven't they? Mm-hmm. They've been a wee uh, good result, bad result, good result, bad result, but I think it's only a matter of time before they start to click. I do, I do believe that, uh, and obviously they showed it last night. That's a great win because Arfley, over the last four or five weeks, have certainly been making it difficult for teams and picking up points. And then uh, Beev, I mean. I was actually speaking to Strainy yesterday. It's funny because you heard so much about Beef coming into the season. Yeah. Uh, rumours and stuff like that, but they're not having as much money and this, that, the next thing. And you're kind of like, you're seeing Strainy taking the job and you're thinking, oh, is that maybe the right thing for you to be doing, Strainy? Mm-hmm. Uh, but by all manner of means, he's, he's, he's flying. I mean, I think, listen, I think there might be people that hate me for saying this, right? But football's an opinionated game. I genuinely can't see past Darvel. I just I just can't see past Darvel, right? And my reasons for that is, is Darvel maybe only lose a couple of games here and there, maybe draw a couple of games here and there, but predominantly they're going to win most of the games. And then Talbot looks as if they're going to need to play catch-up. Beave and Paul are behind and Darvel's played less games than them. So I just... Uh, and as regards to the the West of Scotland Premier League, I just can't see past Arvo. Um, 
and it'll probably be a good thing to give other people a chance and maybe try to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding on, but I, I do I do believe uh, they've got a lot of squad depth. Like, aye, they do. Lost. I mean, that's the thing. See, see what Mick's got this season compared to last season. I remember last season there were injured, there's so many injuries. Yeah. So many injuries. So many, they had a lot of games to play in a short space and of time. Aye, and then, see, see, I think they managed to see after maybe the first three months of the season or something, I think he was starting to get the squad back. And then, obviously, see, for the run-in at the end, of the games, I think he was up and down with numbers as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas, see, this season, he's had a fresh start. He's maybe only maybe had one or two touch and go out of 22 or whatever he carries. And then uh, they've managed to get off to a flyer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Beav... Aye, Beav, Beaver de- certainly doing very well, in my opinion. Shaney's uh, done well down there. And um, obviously, I think it'll only be a matter of time before the Bankies start to put a wee bit of a run together as well. Yeah, I think as, I think as well. I think there's a lot of teams in behind that are really making a, a go of it. And it's the same in the first division. The big game was obviously St. Cabot's 3, Blantyre 2. I know you would, you would have had an eye on that. Again, we've spoke so much about the first division being so stacked and there's about seven or eight teams can win it. And St. Caddock's obviously had a really difficult result on Saturday, but that's a it was a tight game by all reports, but they bounced back well and that's a big three points for them. Oh, it definitely is. I, I didn't even know I didn't know St. Caddock's had a game until I done a, a podcast with their media man <laughs> on uh, Monday, Monday night, and he was telling me that they were playing in the, the, the Wednesday night. So mm-hmm. um but I seen Last night on Twitter, that Blantyre scored in the 90th minute and the 92nd minute. Yeah. But listen, the game's been 3 0, St. Caddock's, and I think that was important that they won after the, the, they'd have been disappointed after getting beat off Bonington, who may add, or the, Bonington, after was obviously gaining them a bit of uh, basically saying they were going to be get relegation material and stuff like that. We played Bonington, right? We we're 2 0 up in the first 10 minutes and we managed to see the game at 3 2. So for people to say that about them, I think you agree the last maybe five or six games have been picking up points. They're in a good position. Granted, they've played more games, but MD, who's a, a football man, you would rather have the points on the board. And the same goes for us, obviously. We're, we, yeah. we're trying to... We're just, our aim is just to make sure we're in the top three now because we're in every cup almost. Mm-hmm. The only cup we're not in is the Strathclyde Cup. We're in the West, the South, the Senior Scottish. So we're, we're, we're losing out in games. So we want to just make sure that we can keep picking up points and staying in that top three, because um, it's going to it's going to hit us at the one time soon. Do you look at that league as well, though? Well, like the likes of St. Caddocks, obviously they're stacked with talent. Gart Cairn, they've made two really good signings during the week as well. Coburnley are picking up again. We speak about it all the time. The league's so stacked in terms of, I mean, anybody can. We saw that during the uh, the weekend. Anybody can beat anybody. And that and that's it. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, I don't think you could describe our league any other way. Like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't. See, 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 in all honesty, I was not surprised at uh, Bonington beating St. Caddocks. Was not surprised. Um, Whitlitz almost. Yeah, I almost getting a turn out of Gart Cairn. I listen. Obviously, Gart Cairn won credit to them, but the way that game went didn't surprise me. Nothing, nothing surprises me in this league. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the reality. See, if, uh, I, I said um, at the start of the season. See, see after see at the start of the season, whoever can start the best and win the most uh, games in the trot will be in about it. And the same come January, February into the the tail end of the season. And I still believe that. I still yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, because you've got Ben Bob. I mean, 
we played Benburb and I think they were third bottom when we played them. We beat them 2-0. They were still third bottom. And then they beat Bonington the other week and they overtook us in third place. And I'm yeah. going, wait a wee minute, how, how, how's that just happened? How, how's the Benz just overtook us when we beat them about five weeks ago? They were third bottom. Yeah. So it just, it just shows you uh, the league's very competitive and it's good. And it it's shows good. you that confidence system's worked a treat. Oh, definitely. It certainly has because teams obviously find a level through the course of a season. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that in us, but we lost the wrong goal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding on. I'm kidding on. Listen, Avdi's really deserved to be at the end of the day. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how our league goes, Division 1. As, as you said and I said, MD can beat MD. Nothing surprises me in that league. Yeah, there's every every West League this season so tight. It's it's show it's a great advert for the leagues as well. Uh, just we'll run down the women's results. Uh, Celtic now, Motherwell now, Hamilton four, Glasgow women now, and SWPL one. I'm in Trose seven, St Johnson one, and SWPL two. We do have obviously Scottish Cup action at the weekend. There's a a lot of games to to look at. The non-league sides. There's a I want to get your thoughts on these. Darvel obviously play Aberdeen on Monday. Do you give Darrell a chance? They're 33-1 with the bookmakers. The bookmakers aren't giving them a chance. I've seen listen, stranger things. Listen, obviously, I've not uh, gambled in a couple of years. I, I was a gambler, but I've not done it for a couple of years. Um, but if I was, I would certainly be putting 10 or 20 on Darvel um, at that price, 100%. Down at Darvel, uh, Aberdeen, Aberdeen's heads are down and the pressure's on Aberdeen. Uh, Darvel, nothing to lose. They'll be buzzing. They've got the big tie. They'll bring an Aberdeen to Darvel. Who, who, who would have been some for the club as well? Aye, who, well, there you go. Who would have thought someone would have said Aberdeen are coming to Darvel? Mm-hmm. No one, no, and Mick wouldn't even have thought that probably when he took the job on three, yeah. four years ago. So, I uh, what a time to be involved with them. And I, I genuinely think if they turn up and get, get, win their battles, then they've got every chance of winning the way Aberdeen's heads will be down just now. Yeah, could be some occasion as well, obviously, in front of the TV cameras. Monday night's going to be a big occasion. Uh, Sterling, you need to go to Dundee United. Obviously, it's going to be a tough ask for any team to go to a, a Premiership team and get a, get a result. Sterling, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll, want, they'll go there and, again, it's a free hit. It's... It is a free hit, but see what I'll say about Sterling, you and this is something that maybe people don't talk about much. They're full-time. Yeah. And I know Chris Geddes. I used to play against Geddes. And uh, I, I always kind of thought, it would be a good coach just with the way he applied himself as a player um, and he will have them believing that if they go and match the fitness levels which technically they should be some students can find a, a different level of fitness compared to your ordinary uh, guy mm-hmm. so um, they could certainly cause an upset at Dundee United as well yeah uh, Linlithgow host Wraith as well Again, when Lasco, see that, that, aye, that that's a tie that I'm I'm interested to see the outcome because obviously Talbot, see the Talbot and Rafe game, was it not 0-0 for quite a, a large period of time? Yeah, I think they scored an extra time. But was that the the third or was it three goals in ten minutes or something? Aye, I think it, aye, it was something. Like, I think it was aye. three goals in the last twenty minutes. So when Lasco obviously are a massive club similar to Talbot and they're well supported in East and. Uh, See the pitch sizes and stuff like that, they play into the equation so much. Um and I I can see I can see Linlithgow running them close as well. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good good ties in here as well. Obviously, Celtic host Morton on Saturday at twelve fifteen. Rangers go to St Johnson at half five on Saturday. You've got obviously a couple of good games as well. And their Hearts play Hibs on Sunday. Big occasion again. Just the Scottish Cup. What's it, what's it going to mean to Drum Chapel if if you get a result? Oh, you, you won't see me for a week anyway. <laughs> I've already told my wife and kids. Listen, see if you don't see Daddy for a while. Yeah, uh, don't worry about it. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but no, it just it mean mean so much. I mean, see, if, me and uh, William Chisholm, the club secretary, have been speaking about it. Right, obviously, if the game is off on Saturday, we'll know who we're seeing the Tuesday night. We we'll go up yeah, there yeah. going to play them. We'll know who we're going to be facing. Is it going to be the Tuesday and, night? If so, and, aye, aye, as I unfortunately, we we'll might play Coburnley by the way, but obviously yeah. that'll be phone. But we'll find out going up to El- when we go to play Elgin for a place in the last sixteen. We'll know who we're going to face. So that is probably the only positive about the game being off on Saturday. I know you'll know one. I know you'll know like me asking you this, but if if you get through, what would you want? Would you want a home tie against a, a big no. team? No, no, I'm going to be greedy and think of the club and be Ibrooks a parkhead away, and for the boys to be fair, because I listen. If you're a player and you're, even it doesn't matter if you're a Celtic fan, you're going to Ibrooks to play. Or if you're a, a Celtic, uh, a Rangers fan going to Parkhead, that is something that you would never imagine doing yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, being a non-licensed, non-league club, the last thing you're thinking about is that, oh, wait a minute, I could be going to Parkhead to play against Celtic. Or, oh, wait a minute, I could be going to Ibrooks to play Rangers. That's just not even part of the the thought process. Mm-hmm. But now, obviously, we're like, right, well, we're not... We, we, I'm... Basing this on after beating Ed for Edinburgh, by the way, because we still need to go and try and make a good account ourselves against Elgin. But we were all up the pub on the Monday night watching a draw, and we're just like, see when you've seen the names coming at the hat, and you're like, wow, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was obviously maybe a bit disappointing uh, that St Johnston get Rangers, two Premiership teams, and Hibs and Hearts. Mm. You know what I mean? But listen, we just need to, we just need to go to Elgin. Apply yourself in the same manner we do week in, week out, and just make sure that we can compete and make a good account of ourselves. And I think if we do that, Avdi uh, will be proud of what we've achieved. Yeah. Adam, we're wishing you all the best. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem, Scott. Thanks for having oh, me. Man. Thank you very much, yes. to everyone. Thanks, Thank mate. you very much, Thank to everyone that's tuned in. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube and podcast channels. And we'll be back next week for a new episode of the Scottish Football Show. We'll see you soon. Cheers. 